0: What up, people? Shulte here, and you guys are about to listen to a clip from our weekly Patreon episode. If you want to sign up to our Patreon, support the flagrancy, support what we are doing, completely uncensored, flagrant content, you go to patreon.com slash flagrant 2 with no more interruptions, here is the exclusive clip. Apparently, there's something going down in Afghanistan. I don't know. Uh, people have been talking about it a lot. So we figured, why not talk to a journalist who's actually on the ground? Okay? We've got boots on the ground or sandals, maybe. In your case, <laughs> we have with us journalist, scholar, um and verified twitter account the only reason i replied uh ali latifi okay who is in kabul right now he is in kabul right now uh he is he is looking at our set the only thing he commented on was the gold ak-47 so you know shit is going down in (laughs) afghanistan somehow he's smiling um and he is, he is cheerful and he looks like an Afghan, George Lopez. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, welcome to the show. So obviously we have so many questions. Please tell us just right now, you are, uh, you were born and raised in Kabul. Correct?
1: No, I was born in Kabul. I was raised in California.
0: Okay. So you're born in Kabul, raised in California. We have so many questions, but I just want to start breaking this down. Please give us an understanding of what life was like under U.S. Uh-huh. occupation yes. and then yeah. what has changed in the last couple of days. So, again, everybody listening right now, he is in Kabul, Afghanistan. The Taliban have just taken control of pretty much the entire country. They have taken control of Kabul. They're operating and uh, controlling uh, the media any military forces and everything that's going on. So, one, what was life like during US occupation?
1: Um it's okay, it's it's a country of 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 like and I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's a country of like really really, really large contrasts, right? Yeah. So, you know, you you will see a fancy high-rise building. You know, there's one across from me that has a dome on it that looks like the U.S. Capitol. Um, You know, there's a new steakhouse and, like, sports lounge that opened up only less than a year ago that they both cost, like, $2 million to build. But then at the same time, on the way there, you see homeless heroin addicts, you know, just, just on the street um or when like in the winter when it rains you know i live in like the downtown commercial area above these two big banks but when it rains unless a car like literally backs up into the entrance of the building i can't get out because the water will be up to my knees um so so it 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 it's very There has been a lot of change and a lot of advancement obviously since the Taliban, but also that doesn't mean anything right? because the Taliban came to power in 1996 after a civil war and before that was the Soviet occupation. So everything was destroyed. So when in 2001, when the U S started their occupation, um, there was nothing. It was, it was literally zero, right? Mm. So if you go from zero to one or zero to 10, or even zero to, like, 30 or 40, it's still a huge improvement, you know? Right,
0: right. Um,
1: and so that's really what it was like, because, you know, you would go places where the nearest hospital was, like, 40 kilometers down an unpaved road. Right. You know, uphill. Um, so if you were poor, what would you do? You right. Know? Or where the much. school was like that. Um
0: so there are rich so, people there they were living good lives. They were eating yeah. at steakhouses, et cetera, but they're incredibly yeah. poor people as well. So that discrepancy in wealth is is very difficult. I think most Americans right now are watching what's happening and they're going, how the fuck can a terrorist organization, because that's how we see the Taliban, right? We, yeah, just, right, right. we hear Taliban and we're like, oh, it's no different than ISIS, no different than Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Like, we think they're mm-hmm. all synonymous, right? And uh, so forgive our ignorance if we don't understand if it's That's more fine. of a political motive there, or what's going on. But how can a terrorist organization, right, of a bunch of dudes, right, just, it seems like running around on the back of Toyota Tacomas, take over an entire country in a, a few days. Can you explain in 11 how that days. happened?
1: And if that is what happened? It happens because of poor planning mm-hmm. from the U.S. side and the Avalon side. It happens from corruption on the U.S. side and the Avalon side. It happens because of a really smart, astute Taliban that took advantage of a situation. It happens because of a peace deal that Trump signed with them that emboldened them and made them feel, I mean, they were victorious, but it it solidified their idea of victory.
0: What was the peace deal that Trump signed?
1: So in 2020 on on February 29th 2020 mm-hmm. uh Donald black Trump history signed month. a
0: very important
1: <laughs> black history month leap year uh Donald Trump they can uh, sign <laughs> signed a peace agreement with the Taliban that basically said they were supposed to leave in May of this year they made um, the US right yep. sorry the US was supposed to leave in May of this year And part of the agreement was that in exchange for that agreement, the Taliban would not attack U.S. or foreign soldiers or targets of any kind. Um, And that the U.S. would agree to draw down their forces to 100 percent and allow push for the Taliban to have 5,000 of their prisoners released. Mm. Um, So that was was. It it you know like the Taliban. Let's be honest, we're already winning military militarily even before that. Mm. But this just this was like the icing on the cake, you know. This 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 set it for them, and they were like, "Look, we got an agreement from the U.S." You know. I mean, it seems you know, to me. Asking-
0: it seems to me that agreement is just here's the keys. It's your country now. That's,
1: that's exactly what, that's that because because then 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 you know they they were meeting with other countries in the past because in 2011. Obama approved for them to go to Doha to have like a political office right where they were supposed to discuss peace. Yep. And ever since they first got there they were having like secret meetings with westerners and with regional countries and right. um Europeans and all of this but uh it wasn't like it was never like you know fully formal and recognized and and uh you know made public. You know it was right. still very hush hush. Right. Yeah. After the peace deal, the Taliban went on a world tour.
0: Yeah, they were they were emboldened.
1: Yeah, and they were everywhere, and they and they were going on this diplomatic mission and assuring different countries that when we come to power, like they told China, you don't have to worry about the Uyghurs. We won't, even though they can consider themselves to be an Islamic movement, they turned their back on the Uyghurs. You know, they told Tajikistan and Uzbekistan, like you know, we won't let these armed groups from your country into our country. They told Russia, you don't have to worry about those Central Asian armed groups. You don't have to worry about da- Daesh or ISIS. So or they whatever. made um, all
0: these deals with all these other yeah. countries. And so yeah, yeah, now yeah, yeah. all these other countries are supporting them uh becoming the, 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 the reign the of power, party. the ruling party, because it's beneficial for these other countries. Ah, so the way the media is portraying this back home is that the Taliban, like... Just completely rinsed the Afghan National Forces at ANF, it's called? ANSF. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break from this exclusive Patreon clip because I gotta tell you about the best bong in the business the best way to smoke your weed, your CBD. Shit, I don't even know if people are smoking tobacco out of bongs, but if you want to do it, you could do it, and that's with freeze pipe, okay? There are two types of cannabis smokers out there, those who suffer from burning, scratchy throats, and those who smoke a freeze pipe. With freeze pipes, freezable glycerin coils, you'll enjoy the colder, bigger hits without the throat burning or intense coughing. Today, right here, I'm holding... They're king of cold and newly released the freeze pipe bong dual. With two levels of water filtration and their largest glycerin coil, this thing is like taking bong rips from Mr. Freeze's ice gun. The secret is freezable glycerin chambers that cool smoke by hundreds of degrees, okay? For smoother and bigger hits. When you smoke. The smoke passes through these frozen chambers, and it's instantly cooled for a much nicer hit. You'll feel it instantly. Your throat and lungs will thank you. Trust me on this. Check out this bong or freeze pipe's entire line of unique pipes, bubblers, bongs, and dab rigs at thefreezepipe.com. Use the promo code flagrant and save 15% off your first order. Go to the freezepipe.com that's www.thefreezepipe.com to get yours today and use the code flagrant and save 15% off your first order okay remember you go to thefreezepipe.com thefreezepipe.com to get yours today use the code flagrant and you save 15% off your first order now let's get back to this exclusive patreon clip that you can find the whole episode at patreon.com too. The Afghan National Forces, it ANF, it's called. ANSF. ANSF, right? And but yeah. in reality, there was no pushback. In reality, this was the agreement. It was once America's out of here, we're taking over, and everybody knew that. So we're pretending as if there was some war going on the last few days when it's all bullshit. Everybody knew exactly what was going to happen.
1: Part of it you know, i mean there there was a war, and there was a pushback, but the pushback came from security forces that had already been suffering for so long and didn't have the support that they needed. You know, I've been saying this everywhere. I've been reporting on this since 2011. I've been going to the provinces, I've been meeting with people. I remember meeting police and soldiers who had to buy their own boots, you know? I remember talking to police and soldiers who said they didn't have food to eat, who hadn't been paid in months in some of the most dangerous provinces in the country. You know, and then also they're serving areas where there really isn't necessarily much development. Right. or advancement and you know like there there were cases where, where soldiers would die and, and their family would have to go and get the dead bodies somehow and either bring them on the back of a taxi or get one of the private airlines to allow them to charter it for free so they to, had to no loyalty to yeah.
0: the ansf because the ansf but the, government,
1: the, government, the government was super corrupt right right and so they weren't getting, you know, like they were asking for weapons. They weren't getting it. They were asking for support and backup when they came under attack. They weren't getting it. There were instances before in the past when districts, uh, provinces were about to fall, but the people around the president were lying to him and saying like, Oh no, it's not that bad. Mm
0: -hmm. And only
1: when it, when it was teetering on the edge, did he find out the truth and then do something. Uh, Let me ask you a question real quick. You talked about how um, there was a lot of corruption and the U.S., yeah. Biden in a speech yesterday said they were funding the Afghan military. What was yeah, happening were- to the money? Do you have any idea? Obviously, they didn't get it. There was corruption. Where was it going? Do we know? Contractors. Contractors and subcontractors, right? Because everything was contracted out uh, to, to all, you know, like people within the Ministry of Defense and within the Ministry of Interior were corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, they from the top were skimming, they were making deals with their friends and getting cuts themselves, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and finding like the cheapest sort of alternatives or the easiest alternatives like there was investigation did. so there's a US uh, body called the S.E.G.A.R. the Special Investigator General. Okay. for Afghanistan reconstruction. And they they basically have, for the last almost decade, have just been uh, going and um, just evaluating all, all of the spending in the U.S. And they found that they spent something like tens of millions of dollars on camouflage uniforms that do not suit the Afghanistan environment at all. Huh. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? They were made yeah. for like a jungle scenario yeah. or something. Yeah, like for yeah. Vietnam, left over in yeah. the 70s. Yeah, 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 like Vietnam or the Amazon or something. You so know? this is interesting. Um,
0: so there's all this corruption that exists within the regime and power yeah. that the U.S. is backing. Yeah. And because of that yeah, corruption, yeah. the people of Afghanistan don't feel any loyalty, right? Yeah, very little. They're, or They feel very little loyalty. So they're like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to risk my life fighting for these people that aren't even taking care of us especially if they're out of here and I'm no longer going to be getting paid. Like, it's one thing if you're getting stipends, you're getting food, they're keeping you alive. But if the U.S. and the, the, or the people that are essentially backing into NSF are saying, we're out of
1: here, then they're like, what the yeah. fuck am I fighting for? And at the same time, you had Taliban showing up to these districts with pictures of them standing next to, like, foreign officials, including the U.S. officials, and saying, well, you know, we're going to get the country in a few weeks anyways – and they already promised us this district, so you might as well just lay oh, down your weapon. Oh, my God.
0: So they're going to these places. Uh, these are like remote villages. They're not having access to the internet. Yeah. They're not watching fucking CNN. Exactly. And they see a yeah, picture yeah. of the, the Taliban yeah. guy next to Xi Jinping or the Taliban guy next to like the British yeah. crime or something like that. And they're like, oh, I guess yeah, the yeah. Taliban is ruling. We don't even need a fight. We're just going to walk yeah. up. Yeah. This is fascinating. None of this is being mm-hmm. reported over here, by the way.
1: Yeah, when you said that we were losing over there, essentially, the Taliban like, was winning militarily, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, really? I always thought we were kicking the shit out of these people over there. And they were just kind of like mm-hmm. scattered. and. Uh, if scrambled. you were kicking the shit out of them, if if you were kicking the shit out of them, there would be no reason for the U.S. to have this visa fiasco where they set up this, these visas to get interpreters who worked with the U.S. military out and then later journalists and prominent mm-hmm. women and human rights workers right. and all of that, which I kind of have to say is, like, that whole program was a lot of bullshit.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: but, yeah. You know, like, it, it was just super convoluted. It didn't make any sense. You know, people couldn't get in direct contact. Like, I imagined it would be like, a portal or something right like remember when you used to apply to university like there was a website where you submitted all your documents and you went through all all this bs you know just just i thought it would be something it's nothing like it's just like a website that says do this do this do this but it doesn't tell you how to do it and it doesn't specifically tell you who to get in contact with or how to ask questions there was nothing like that Right. And then you had people who, you know, let's say they worked with the US 10 years ago or five years ago, and they have to find a US citizen, like the highest ranking US citizen they were in contact with to vouch for them. Mm. And so when they would find these people, they would be like, yo, I haven't worked for these people in years. I don't even know if I have the authority. Plus, I don't know who I'm supposed to send this Mm. letter to, or how I'm supposed to do it. So there's nothing clear about this. And at the same time, like I said, like, if they were taking the shit out of the Taliban, then why did you need to make these, my parents are going to be so mad and cussing, <laughs> like, why, why, why did you need to make these, these stupid visas that, you know, like, right. essentially left thousands of people stranded in the and then gave yeah. them false hopes? Right.